Welcome to the Driving My Mind podcast. Thank you again for tuning in for another week in review. And today we're going to talk about driving excitement, specifically what gets you excited about cars and how do you participate in it, okay? We already know you're a car fanatic, all right? You read Motor Trend every other day. You've read every single fact and fun uh article about, you know, your Porsche 911 or your Skylines and your Civics. So we know you're a car nut. Now, how do you actually participate in the community? We've kind of talked and dabbled here and there about, you know, my various takes and exploits where you can find on uh, Your Ride and I, my YouTube channel. But uh, for those that are wondering what what are some options out there, I'm going to give you my perspective and what I've seen in my mind of how people kind of participate within the car community. Um, I've already given you hints on like how to get yourself involved in it, but here are kind of like your generalities when it comes to how you explore it, how you get yourself into and and how you find your niche. Because you want to be surrounded with kind of like-minded people when you're in the community. Because if, you know, let's say you're into track driving, but you're stuck with a bunch of uh, cars and coffee people, You know, you're not going to maybe see eye to eye in a lot of things. Maybe you're not going to learn as much or the knowledge you're looking for or seeking isn't going to be kind of there for you. So I'm here to kind of navigate and make you uh, ponder what it is to kind of get yourself involved in the community and find your niche so you can have a good time with the knowledge you've developed with your ride, right? So uh, let's go straight into it. Again, I hope everyone's enjoying your summer break. I've just been working. So (laughs) this is a a one time I've been doing a summer school. I haven't done summer school in a long time, but um, it's going well. It it truly is still a break um, and it keeps your your schedule going. If, If anyone's ever taken a long vacation and, you know, your sleep schedule gets messed up, your routine gets messed up. I would say with at least summer school, um, even for the kiddos, it it keeps us going in the same routine, keeps avoiding the, we call it in in education, the summer slide, right? You don't want to, um, you've you've gained all this knowledge, you've gained all this growth in your previous grade level, and then in the summertime when you've just, your brain just kind of shuts off or or goes into limp mode, (laughs) like some of you Beamer guys know. Uh, you end up not being able to um, retain and, and keep a lot of information. So uh, that's what I've been doing, but I'm hoping to catch you guys at the next uh, few car meets. I did USPSA yesterday, so sometime, my second and fourth Sundays of every month, I'm always uh, out and about, out at Paula shooting range. So, um, But any other time, try to look for me and catch me. All right, here we go. Again, you're already a car nut. You have books on the history of Honda, you know, everything about everything with the Type R, where it started, the various models, you know, the engine, the the K-series engine it had, the the B-series, you know it all, right? But how do you get yourself involved specifically? And I've, of course, you know, me and my categories, I've narrowed it down to four major categories. Let's start with number one, and you kind of heard me talk about track driving. So the different types of track driving you know, you have full-on SCCA, you know, you're going to have the different classes, um, you're going to have 
rules and modifications on how you're actually going to have to adhere to in terms of your build. Um, you have some of the circuit, the, the oval driving, which we actually have locally here in the uh, Inland Empire. Uh, one of our buddies does it, and uh, he got like some like old Chevy Cobalt, but he built it to the exact specification for oval racing, and he does it, and he loves it, man. He's even placed in a... a a couple of top three spots, but you got your oval racing, you have your auto crossing, which I know I've seen from time to time at uh, the Storm Stadium in Lake Elsinore. And you have your drag racing, which is getting harder and harder to find. I know, I think Irwindale, right, still has that for us. And then um, your drifting events, um, your sanctioned ones, and we'll get to that in a sec. But I would definitely say if you're into actual track driving, you're going to need a budget. Please budget yourself because tires are expensive. <laughs> um, you're going to need a budget. You're going to need to know what kind of class that you're going to be running in. Um, and just like Savage Geese would always say, especially if you are going to visit uh, track driving, uh, you're going to need tires. You're going to need brake fluid and you're going to need suspension. If you focus on those, Worry about the power later and just really get intimate with your car. You're going to be a more successful and more um, authentic uh, track driver with your car and, and grow uh, more exponentially than you would someone just always adding, adding power and trying to always chase and chase and chase times rather than really getting with the car, knowing its limit, trying to push its limit until you realize, okay, now I need the power, right? Um and I would say autocross is probably going to be the cheapest and easiest way to get into it. And you can buy some dedicated uh, wheel tire packages and um, get some good brake pads, brake fluid, and go to, uh, you know, just swap it out that weekend and go to the track, go to the autocross. And, you know, you're not going to reach excessive speeds of, of more than, you know, 40, 50 miles per hour because, again, it's a very technical, very uh, low to, to somewhat mid-speed. And you're going to really, really learn uh, the limits of your car. And um, I would definitely say autocross, you know, this is stuff I looked up, you know, briefly now. But when I was growing up in high school, this is what I wanted to do. I was all about this. Um, but unfortunately, you know, just like many dreams of mine, they get crushed when the burden of, of schooling and, and college and money uh, comes into play. But definitely autocross is the number one placed in my opinion to get started and you can get started in the car you drive now you have a honda civic si Psh, go dump right in drive right into it right um you can get a beater car uh j just get any kind of tuner platform and and dive into it and you'll be pleasantly surprised how much fun you can have for relatively cheap price and that's what i say start immediately with your budget and drifting. Drifting is probably the most expensive one. That's the one I've even I've had experience with. And I can tell you this much, like between, you know, getting a friend to do your alignment, you know, tires, you know, lasting, you know, one or two events, um, having to get your differential welded or, you know, getting a, a legit two-way, it's like it, 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 drifting can get really expensive and, and it taxes your car because you're going over the limit, right? You're going you know, 11 tenths, right? I mean, your car is literally 
breaking traction or you're trying to slide from corner to corner and it's it's the most taxing on your vehicle but i would say it's it's probably the most fun and the and the best way to uh learn how to monkey around so um drifting is definitely one that if you want to get into if you have a higher budget um do it and i know the platforms are really really tough to find i think i would say right now getting a 350z is probably the easiest thing um back in my day it was a 240sx and that's why i still have it so definitely um i would say that that's where you're at scca autocross drag drift you know the circuit racing the oval racing any of that nature but do you you got to do an, 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 an incredible amount of um research and uh you know i this is what i appreciate with toyota is when they when you purchase a gr86 you get that opportunity to get that one-year membership to to a, a driving club i think it's scca and uh, i would say take that opportunity i mean that gr86 they're promoting the youth to you know incorporate this in, in, into part of their lives even if it's just for like one or two times a year I, I think that that's awesome and and maybe it inspires you to go to a driving school um which I, and i've been craving on going to you know an actual legit driving school or you know even the the you know the lexus driver events things of that nature and i'm sure that there's plenty others around but Look into a driving school if uh, you're going to get into track driving or, or seriously, I mean, any kind of driving. Uh, that could be a whole nother podcast and topic for next time. All right, moving on. For better or for worse, the underground scene. And, and I say that, you know, with, with all the precautionary uh, measures, uh, you know, you're going to be diving into the more illegal stuff. You're going to be with maybe some more unfavorable characters. But I would say that the underground scene has led uh, many of these companies to to really in better their their R and D and and given us the the the, the type of the of power and um, knowing the car's limits quicker than if everyone were going um, legit. And when I say underground scene, you know, we're talking about those illegal street pools. We're talking about those freeway runs, you know, 50 to 150 dog. <laughs> um, and being able to to know, uh, you know, how your car builds power and and what kind of mods are needed. You know, the big old, bigger turbos, you know, the more engine oil cooling, um, your, your traction and your tires. Again, those freeway runners and freeway pullers. They legit put some time and effort into their uh, their setups, and I know it comes uh, with the illegal, you know, betting and 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 you know perhaps uh, you know getting run up on. But uh, you know, I, I I really strongly feel that the underground scene has led to a proliferation of these amazing uh, parts and aftermarket that's available for people to um, pick up on. Um, you know, you have your drag digs and, and that's so taxing on your car, but that develops drivers, you know, instead of waiting for Irwindale weekly to go out to the, the middle of nowhere and, and, and do some pools, you know, um, and, and you make the stakes higher when, when you do add betting and all that. And, and I highly discourage that. Please, <laughs> please stay away from that because, you know, what's the thing that they always say on, on IG or Reddit, play stupid games, win stupid prizes, right? You, you're going to end up in bad shape one way or another, but 
you know, that is definitely an option, that underground scene. And for more uh, technical, like, you know, street drifting, kind of like that Manji, you know, I don't know how to say it, but Mangi, Manji, um, you know, that side to side street drifting in, in a big, uh, in a big kind of intersection. Um, again, I pray to God, no, no one's actually doing this seriously, but as I've mentioned before with, with do not monetize, if you haven't listened to that podcast, the monetizing street takeovers, you see a lot of that and um, it, it it develops people and, and it develops giant crowds into appreciating the automotive culture. So yes, we need to be against it, We but we need to be those that reach out to the community and say, hey, instead of doing this... <laughs> Why don't you come in and do something legit? So um, the underground scene, it's there. It's going to continue to be there. Um, but how we we pull those people that actually do have talent into going legit, I, I feel is what's going to be best. And the makers of these aftermarket products can continue to, to support and build uh, strong stuff when they... Um, kind of uh, get out of the uh, underground scene and, and, and having these people R&D their stuff and prototype their stuff. All right, down to two. Let's go. This is me. You guys know me, the cars and coffee scene, right? <laughs> and, um, you know, these are the people that, that they love their ride, they detail their ride, and they want to, they want others to appreciate and see their ride for what it is, you know. Um, I like to take the S2000 out a little more than the uh, the Lexus because I feel like people don't really appreciate the Lexus unless you're like a, a Lexus head. So I take the S2000 out and um, you just see a, a, so many people behind that car and behind the history and, and what that car and what that car means for a lot of people. And so I like to keep it as a clean and preserved example um, so that other people can enjoy it. And um, I think that's what the, the chief engineer uh, even said, is that he wants people to drive and appreciate the S2000 for what it is and get people to experience it, you know. And I'm, you know, I'm always happy uh, when I can take some, you know, if the car is dirty and it's like, you know what, let's go for that mountain drive and I'll actually take it out on a mountain drive with a with a passenger just, just for them to experience that open top, high revving, you know, a high, extremely capable car. And uh, that's where that cars and coffee uh, vibe in me comes out. Um, you know, you you take it to your local events, right? That's how my YouTube channel is all about, is the local events. Um, and, and seeing the local meets and the different organizers host a lot of their stuff, that's where um, I like, that's where I find my excitement. I, I truly do like seeing my car and other people's cars and other people's uh, inspiration. And and some people, you know, don't don't really dig my videos and that's totally okay. Like <laughs> there's so much content out there on YouTube with regards to, you know, car reviews and and um, car monologues and and different different ways your car can open its trunk or hood. You know, you can find something. But for me, I appreciate the cars and coffee scene and I like to go see other people's car. And most importantly, I love talking to you guys in my interviews. <laughs> and then lastly, I just like to watch and admire others. Uh, like I said, the others inspiration and, and for their builds and what they, uh, they look for in their ride and, and where they get started. And don't get me wrong, dude. I've seen some builds where it's kind of like, what in the world were you thinking? 
I would never say that to them, but <laughs> you know, I, I I also see other people. It's like, wow, I was very very impressed. Just that uh, Lethal Cultures um, outlet when I saw that Civic Type R with the Group M intake, dude, I was just like, I had to I had to do like a triple take on that car. I was looking for the owner and I couldn't find him, but dude, I, like that's what quote unquote gets me off right <laughs> is the fact that I can see a person's build and I can see the amount of work and detail and attention that they put into their car their high quality no knockoff parts when I saw that group M intake I was like this is my man this is my homie too like that's what I what it's all about and that's where I get my excitement you can see me I'm I'm already getting happy and, and enthusiastic you know <laughs> Uh, and last but not least, to wrap this up, we have the car collector. And you guys know how I feel about car collectors. I, I do feel like they're they're punishing most uh, normal people. It's hurting the car community. But we have to also accept them and deal with them, especially now as we transition to electrification. There's going to be so many of these cars that we thought were whatever cars. They turn out to be freaking gems 10, 15 years from now. And I think it was, I think it was Savage Geese that was saying, like, the the the, the time is now. I mean, it may have Doug DeMuro. I'm not too sure, but like the time is now. Like these cars are going away. You're, I think it is Doug DeMuro. The 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 Dodge Charger uh Scatty Patties and Hellcats. They're going away like they're not ever coming back, right? Your BMW M3s with a manual transmission, they are going away. Like the the, the auto the ZF autos they have in them now are better than the freaking dual clutch and, and manual transmissions. Uh, and the manual M3 is going away, you know? We already rarely see two-seater sports cars, affordable two-seater sports cars. What, the GR86? <laughs> you know, uh, the, the Toyota Supra? Uh, again, and that's only Japanese. But, like, these cars are going away. Now is the time to get them, collect them, keep them, love them. And in 20 or 30 years, you're going to be like, yeah. <laughs> um, and... You know, the car collector could be, you know, someone that's obsessive, that keeps their ride, that that preserves it, kind of like me, um, or is the person that likes to experience everything. You all have that one friend who, like, buys something, and the next year he has something else, and the next year he has something else, and the next year he has something else, and the next year, <laughs> a little Wayne's World there, right? But, um, you know, you have that one guy that, that goes through cards, like he goes through uh, the McDonald's Happy Meal menu, <laughs> okay? Um, my buddy Kenny from years ago, uh, you know, he had a, a silver S2000. He had a Infiniti G35. He had the Toyota MR2, the SW20. He had a freaking uh, H2 Hummer <laughs> for God's sake. Like, dude, this guy had everything and he would change cars literally like every like nine to 12 months. It was freaking hilarious. Um, but you may have someone that's a car collector in that sense. They use it, they abuse it, and they move on from it. Um, you know, so you, you can have that obsessive person that, that keeps like my S2000, that's going to keep it for, for a very, very, very long time, if not forever, or you're going to have a person that just wants to experience love, adore, trash, you know, drive and 
move on. So those are more, these are my four categories. Let me know what you think. Again, what gives you your driving excitement? You're already a lover. You maybe want to get into track driving. Uh, Maybe you want to check out the underground scene for a while, but please do get out of that. Um, Maybe you're the cars and coffee type, or maybe you're the collector. What are you? Go ahead and leave a comment down below. Reach out to me. Try to find me whenever I'm at one of these uh, local car events. Um, And thank you guys so much for listening. Please continue to drive your mind. Stay positive. Keep the underground ratchet stuff at home, even though you know I love it. And we'll catch you guys in the next one. See ya.